This is Profit Unfiltered with Mark Botha and Ryan Shields. Hello, everyone. Hope everyone's uh, staying well. This is Ryan Shields and Mark Botha from uh, Profit Unfiltered. How's everyone doing? Uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting, you know, continue to be interesting times we live in. And, uh, you know, one thing that Mark and I were discussing just before we jumped on here is, you know, how much our lives have been impacted and the way that we behave everywhere is different now. And what, which behaviors are temporary and which behaviors are, are here to stay, both in terms of how we, you know, live every day and go through our daily business from, you know, remote, remote work, remote homeschooling to curbside pickup to local delivery. How do you continue to keep up with the pace of change? And adding it to your roadmap, you know, incorporating the changes that are happening and putting them into your roadmap so that, you know, that they are there and, you, and you're ready for them. The challenge, obviously, is to have a roadmap, you need to have a general sense of where you, where you want to go. And also have the, the insight of what is what's something that you should be doing, right? Yeah, and, and what's available. You know, we we spoke in, in in other podcasts as well. Of is your business pivoting or is it accelerating or is it doing both? And if you suddenly pivoted into curbside pickup, my my sense is you know that's a behavior now that we as consumers have now accepted as part of our transaction and our our engagement and interaction with the merchant. Um, and I was reading an article the other day of how none other than Amazon is recognizing our behaviors as consumers. And, you know, again, I'll say, I think I've said this probably on every podcast that I've been ready for curbside pickup since I could buy something online. And <laughs> there's no technology that really is needed to occur. There's no innovation. It's just we were forced and retailers were forced to go essentially literally the extra mile or the extra hundred feet to walk out of their store and put a box of shoes in your trunk. That's not innovation. That's not technology. You didn't need Shopify or Amazon to do that. You just had to think. Right, yeah. And now we as consumers, we've been conditioned to accept that and expect that as part of the experience. And, you know, let's say the world returned to, quote, unquote, the old normal tomorrow. I hope retailers aren't going to be like, okay, great. We're not going to do curbside pickup anymore. Not only have your sales probably increased through curbside pickup, but if you take that away, you're changing things up on the experience. It's like suddenly not getting an order confirmation when that's exactly what you expect immediately after you place an order on the site. Yeah. And it also goes along the same, like, you know, I mean, back, I think, what, 2012, even before that, you know, the Wild West, you know, like, everyone hopping on Amazon, going ballistic without really knowing what to do. And as the years have kind of progressed more and more, there's more and more sellers, more and more sellers, it becomes harder and harder. So I think a lot of people have also, you know, prior to 2020, it was like, oh man, I missed the, the e-commerce wave. And then bam, 2020 hits and there's such an explosion in e-commerce that, you know, this, this increase in, in shopping online is here to stay. So it's, it's here, it's available you know, I don't think that you've missed, missed the opportunity. Yeah, and, and, and there's, there's, not, there's not a single wave. <laughs> it's, 
it's an ongoing revolution and an ongoing evolution. And as, as we have access to more either technology or experiences, the more we, the more it, technology and experiences that we are kind of exposed to as consumers and become part of how we engage with the brand, with the sale, how we buy toilet paper versus how we buy a watch or whatever, we're going to expect more and more and more. You're going to have to continue to innovate and there's going to be maybe not wave after wave after wave, but you're going to feel the ripples of every single innovation or need or desire or necessity to keep up with what consumers are just expecting because that's really what's driving the the e-commerce engine globally and certainly during this pandemic the retailers that are thriving are keeping up yeah well that and i mean the number of buyers have shifted you know before we're i mean i think we're at almost 52 percent of people prefer to shop online now versus before that that wasn't that, that statistic was was less, right? There were more people going into stores, and now that people have pivoted, like the younger generation, you know, the eighteen to thirty fours were always shopping online. Then, like that mid age range, yeah, some were shopping online. That's increased, but the biggest group is the fifty five plus, where they've discovered this online thing and went like, "Well, <laughs> we have to shop online because there's no other option." Oh, oh, wow, it's pretty easy to shop online. I'm going to continue to shop online. Well, yeah. And, and how many, how many um, grandparents have ordered the kids' uh, presents on Amazon or whatever marketplace this year compared to last year? That's going to be an amazing stature track. Plus, how many grandparents aren't going into the toy stores or wherever else or, or Target or this place and picking up the toy and wrapping it and doing all, all that effort? How many have actually just bought it online? Well, and you know, talking about waves is there's a global situation pandemic that we're dealing with and one of my clients right now is in australia where they're they essentially have they're building a marketplace for australian made only products so that that they can essentially as, as the borders are locked down they're protecting themselves and on the continent they're also enriching themselves and promoting e-commerce as things open up again we're going to another wave is going to be cross-border commerce. So like Latin America, 80 to 90% of the population there does not have access to financial services and online banking, credit cards, are, uh, they're prohibitive. You, know, you cannot use them out there. But that is all changing, especially now with COVID. And a lot of the, a lot of third world countries have basically been, you know, they survive and a lot of their GDP is made up of receiving wire transfers from relatives and friends in the likes of America. That is also massively on the, the decline for many, many reasons. Um, so what I'm getting at is that another wave is coming as these capable populations that are not yet online the way you and I are online, as they come online, there's another massive wave coming. Like, it's huge. So getting this right now and weathering the storm now means that you're ready to start paddling for the next wave. So yeah. you haven't missed anything. Yeah. And another trend we've kind of, we've kind of seen come up, right, is the, the local and support for local, local businesses, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we're all forced to be very local now. 
the curbside pickup is is part of that that local delivery and part of that local drive. And again, the likes of Amazon and large retailers, they're in a position to really dominate there is now part of the buying experience. And it's important that the retail of any size um, utilizes technology and what's readily available to offer that same level of service and experience. Because again, e-commerce, you know, we're all trying to not compete with Amazon, but we're trying to offer all the good parts of of an Amazon transaction when customers are buying directly from us, like free delivery, two-day turnaround, just really good last mile delivery, easy returns and all that sort of stuff. And it's important to factor that into your roadmap, not as something that you need to grow towards to become as good as Amazon. It's about being smart with your technology choices and your platform choices and and the tools that you use because there's a lot out there to efficiently operate like Amazon without having to be Amazon and, and have billions of dollars invested. You know, for the sake of, couple of hundred bucks a, a month or a year, there are tools out there that are built for smaller size companies to, again, don't compete with Amazon, you know, play with Amazon. <laughs> you know, if you play, if, you know, they're just rewriting the rules or they're writing the rules. And if you understand the rules, you can, you can play the game. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you know, that, that's the, you know, support for the local and in, independent businesses. You're going to see more and more Amazon retail bricks and mortar stores. That's that's my forecast. That's that's my kind of crystal ball. Is you know, right now, if you log off of Amazon.com, you may see Amazon here or there, depending which city you're in. In a building, you'll likely see delivery trucks. You know, whether it's the big semis or you know the last mile delivery to your door. But my, my forecast is you're going to see a lot more Amazon physical footprint in your towns and cities, really capitalizing on the new expectations of curbside pickup, local delivery, same-day delivery. Um, I would imagine a lot of the strip malls and shopping malls that are either vacant or have full are going to operate as fulfillment centers and maybe pop-up stores for brands and maybe Amazon. Again, it's our behaviors, I think, have permanently shifted in a number of aspects. And companies and organizations and retailers, the more that we accommodate these shifts in behavior, the more we fuel them as well. Because whatever is possible, consumers are going to start expecting. So roll-on drone delivery soon uh, that would be awesome i mean if we don't talk if we don't have a podcast about drone delivery in 2021 i will i don't know challenge me to something oh i remember this the other big trend actually is that is virtual experiences right it's like shifting towards like some kind of uh, virtual experience and actually i was driving the other day and on the radio i heard uh, i think barefoot wines have teamed up with uh, black eyed peas have you heard that no, Black Eyed Peas, the, the band, and then you got like Barefoot Wine, which is like, you know, an average bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. It's probably low-end bottle of wine. You buy the, the, buy the wine or you scan the barcode or do something and you get some kind of virtual experience on your phone or on, on some device, right? And that's like, it's completely not, I mean, you got wine, which is, a, again, physical product, 
you got the virtual experience, it's all kind of like coming together. Apple just made a quiet acquisition of a technology company that does augmented reality holograms oh, and stuff. So the virtual experience is, you know, expect that to become very much part of the user experience that is going to be expected. So imagine buying a guitar and the hologram pops up and it's your favorite musician playing said guitar saying, welcome. Teaching me a lesson. Yeah. You know, this is, this could be a futures podcast, but I think, you know, I expect, expect someone to come out with that next year, I would say, you know, and buying a car or something or having a car delivered to you from the car vending machine that's on display in, in downtown, as an example. You know, that'll come with some sort of hologram. And let's not even go into Tesla and you know, Elon Musk saying that he's investing heavily in what he's saying. He's saying is neural links where you can summon your Tesla just with a thought. So imagine being able to... I'm on a coffee. That'd be amazing. Imagine you can just think Starbucks and there it is. <laughs> That's going to be uh, version two of Sellerview, right? You just think profit and there it is. Uh, now, that's something I can think about myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, if you really do, uh, if you think profit, you will profit. That's true. And if you've got Sellerview behind you, then you definitely will profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, awesome. Well, I think, that, I think that wraps up today. And a quick shout out. We, we also have a new tool coming up. Uh, probably getting ready to be released probably in the next month or so. So um, stay tuned. And also um, we've got a new start coming up um, where we'll be able to get on the wait list for, for the new app. Um, I won't share too much of details about it, but it's going to be a game changer. It's going to be a huge, huge time saver. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's just wrapping up. It's, it's not just a competition anymore to be the best. It's actually a race to be the fastest and where you can save time grow your profits, expand your business, and uh, do well. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, that's it for today. We'll uh, catch you next time. Take care. All right. Cheers, guys. Hey, it's Mark from Profit Unfiltered, and i got some news for e-commerce sellers I'm really excited to share with you. For the past several months, Ryan and I have been working on developing a custom-built cross-tracking and reporting app. We're calling it Cellulite. The light is because we actually developing an entire product suite that will have different levels depending on where you are in your selling journey. But anyway, what Light can do is give you accurate unit prices and cost of goods sold, plus invoice tracking and a few integrations that will make your day-to-day life a whole lot easier. So ditch this tedious, time-sucking spreadsheet and finally give your business an accurate picture of your product cost and where that money is going. So to get on the waitlist, all you've got to do is go to www.sellerview.com backslash waitlist and be one of the first sellers to get access to Selly. We'll also be posting that in the show notes below, so check that out. So get on the list, be the first to know when it's released. Cheers.